Welcome to Inside the Pipe, the industrial refrigeration podcast that covers the work, lifestyle, and hazards of a career in natural refrigeration, where we love the smell of ammonia and hate the smell of sulfur. Here's your host, Joshua Reese. What is going on, fellas, and welcome to the seventh episode of Inside the Pipe. Um, So I'm getting, like I said on my last podcast, I'm just going to start dumping quite a few of these, and I kind of just over-recorded this week, so... Um, For all y'all that are tuning in, I am going to drop one today, which is Saturday, um, and then I'm going to drop another Sunday, and then I am most likely going to drop the last one Wednesday, and then I will go to recording one a week um, just so that I can keep up. I just wanted to give you some content that you can splurge on, or what do you you call it? I can't remember. Whatever they do with net Netflix things where you sit all day and watch Netflix. Uh, which, by the way, if you're doing that, if you like posted anything on Facebook about how you just sat there and watched the whole, um, you know, series of Tiger King, you, you got to find something better to do with your time, man. I'm not going to say that the Tiger King isn't entertaining. I'm just saying that's a massive waste of time on your weekend. You could be, you know, furthering yourself, not not even for your company. When I talk about this stuff, I'm not trying to make you like a better worker it, by you doing, um, you know, kind of getting disciplined in in certain areas. You will become a better work, worker, but you will also start finding the things that you like to do. Um, you know, so go do something. Go live your life. Don't be stuck on a TV. Don't let your kids be stuck on a TV or a video game. Um, you know, I have some time that I watch TV during the week. I, it's not like I'm against it or anything like that. Um, but I, I do a lot better, um, in my life and in my career when I just kind of stay working, you know, whether I'm doing the podcast or, uh, educating myself right now, I am reading up on, you know, Clodger, the company I work for, for, um, I, I, I may be misspeaking on this, so I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think we got our start in cheese. So we're like the <clears throat> leading manufacturer for, uh, cheese equipment, everything cheese, like dry age room. We have these like super cool, uh, they're not, I, I, I don't, again, I don't want to misspeak, but we have like our own humidifier that's on the market. And this thing is cool as hell. Um, it uses air and uh, water, and and you just have to have this thing super dialed in for the mist to be fine enough so it doesn't pull up. Um, you know, in our duct work, we use the collapsible duct that is polyester, I believe. Um, so it, you know, I don't think that it, it mold and stuff doesn't tend to grow on polyester. So. But um, that's what I'm reading on. I need. I want to. I, I don't know shit about cheese ripenings rooms. I mean, I've worked on them. I've worked on the refrigeration systems, you know, for them. But I've. I've just never. I don't know the process in making cheese. It looks to be a son of a bitch. This. Uh, this book is like. I don't know how thick. It's probably like a three quarter. Well, half inch thick, maybe. So. I've learned more today about cheese than I ever wanted to. So yeah, I kind of got off on a tangent there. But you know, you want to just make sure that you are uh, filling your time with something that is going to help you. 
you know, help further your career or help, you know, further, you know, whatever it is you want to do. If your goal is to live on a on an island in Key West and, you know, and retire there, you've got to have steps and goals and all this shit to get you there. Um, so start, you know, if you're not utilizing your time um, correctly or if you're not utilizing it at all, give it a try and uh, and just see if it works out for you. Um, let's just go ahead and get into today's guest. Um, I'm not sure if any of you guys have ever heard of Mr. Brett Wetzel, but Brett is the host of the podcast um, Advanced Refrigeration, uh, which is funny because that's what my company name was down in Florida. It was Advanced Refrigeration Services. So me and Brett have already talked about that. He didn't care, so I just moved on. Um, but, um, not, you know, not only is he the pod ha- pod, or, uh, the co-host of, um, advanced refrigeration podcast, he's also the manager of technical troubleshooting and training for CoolSys, um, which CoolSys is a massive company. So this dude wears a lot of hats, like hustles his ass off. It does, you know, a ton of editing for the podcast and, you know, he's just out there doing good things and making sure all you techs have great information. So let's go ahead and get into it. All right. What's going on, Brett? How's your evening going? Um, living the dream. Can't wake up, man. I, uh, had a real good meeting about training this week, uh, or a little bit ago. I just recorded, uh, uh, with with Kevin, uh, we we did a we did a podcast on uh, you know uh, you know diagnosing inputs and outputs. You know, mm-hmm. um, damn, that's a good one. I bet that would apply to industrial too. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So like uh, yeah, you know, in, in industrial, like you know, I I told you before, like I've done, I did industrial about five years. Um, we had uh, we had Opto twenty two. Yeah, um, we had some Danfoss driven stores. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, what's what's the big go to right now in industrial? I mean, Opto is pretty, I mean, because Frick System was using Opto 22. I don't know if they've, I think, I'm about to, I mean, Opto 22 is pretty common, but some uh, some other control systems out there, like, I don't know if you ran into Logics, like Logic control systems. And, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, but most of them are using Allen Bradley or Siemens, uh, you know, out, uh, those are the most popular. Um, so, they're, and they're all fairly, I mean, I've always liked Opto 22. I thought it was really easy to, troubleshoot and like if it you know a relay or you know one of the relays fucked up it was easy to find you had the moa switches i mean there i i don't mind opto a lot so, of people hate it one of the first things like i like i showed someone an opto board the one time and they're like why are some of the relays yellow and some of them black <laughs> yeah you know what i mean it kind of yep. threw them off you know what i mean because like in commercial we don't you know we don't have that shit you know what i mean mm-hmm. um um, you know, anyway, we, before, you know, before we, we, we got on here, uh, you know, you and I were discussing stuff and I was just, you know, we were just bullshitting, but like, basically, you know, we were talking about, um, you know, one of my roles at what I, what I do here at Coolsys is, you know, so I'm at Coolsys. I've been here for about seven years. I've been doing refrigeration for almost, I think 19 years. Um, nice. I originally went to school for electronic engineering and I hated it, hated what I was doing. And somehow, some way, got you know, uh, did water treatment for industrial cooling towers and boilers. What? How was that? So, like, man, like, so I got, I got laid off. So I was doing cell phone remanufacturing. I was building graphic dimming panels for, uh, for hospitals and stadiums and stuff, so they can actually dim down to seventy seven. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to eat a bullet. Like it was, it was boring to me. Like I, it was pissed <laughs> too because I went to school for two years and I'm like, 
like, I can't believe I just wasted two years of my life. So like I, I was laid off for a little bit. Um, I was actually going to become a trucker. Um, like wow. I, 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 dude, I had no, like, cause like, man, I, so growing up, man, like, so I moved out of my house when I was real young. I was, I was 16 when I moved out. I was homeless for about two years. Um, put myself through Damn. college, you know? Um, but anyway, so like, you know, I, I, uh, I got laid off and I was going to become a trucker and something happened that I really won't go into. But, um, you know, basically, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I think it was cause I applied for a job cause it, like it said need scientific degree for water treatment for industrial cooling towers and boilers. I'm like, well, he's not really specific on really what <laughs> yeah. he wants, you know. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I, I could be a mad scientist if, if you want, you know what <laughs> I mean? Fuck it, like let's let's do it, you know. So I applied for it, I got it, and you know, it was it was changing filters on on like commercial supermarkets. You had a filter contract, and we also did the the water treatment for industrial cooling towers and boilers. And I learned a lot, you know. It was like it was really boring, like dripping little drips of water and, and carrying around a suitcase. <laughs> and you know, finding out what the PPM is, and like how much you know, how much you know, calcium, yeah. calcium, uh, yeah. you know, conductivity. Just, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just, it was just lame. It was just boring, and I was almost gonna quit. And I was, you know, I talked to a bunch of the cats. I didn't know anything about refrigeration. I didn't know shit. I know stuff was cold, mm-hmm. um, but I, I didn't know how, like what you know. I, I didn't know shit, you know. So like, I was like, so what do you guys do? And like, well, we, you know, we we fix all the refrigeration. I'm like how does that work? Like, I mean, I do, I didn't know about refrigerants. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, you know, I, I took all college prep courses. Like I didn't know shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, so basically I started talking to these guys and I'm like, I mean, that doesn't seem that hard. I mean, like, and that, that makes me sound really catty, but like, I was like, yeah, I can make stuff cold. So I started going to school <laughs> part-time for refrigeration and my first semester in, like, um, I, you know, I basically, uh, you know, my, my, the instructor and if anyone's ever went to like a community college and no, no harm against any community college. Dude, yeah. Community yeah, college yeah. Are great. Um, but that being said, you know, most, you know, most refrigerator, you know, refrigeration HVAC guys that are teaching school, like, I mean, they're, they're usually residential guys and they don't, they're not real hard up yeah. on like all the newer technologies and stuff. Yeah. You know? So he, he looks at me, he's like, he's like, kid, what are you doing here? And I was, I was really excited. I'm like real big puppy dog eyes. I'm like, I want to be a refrigeration mechanic, you know? Yeah. And, I was, and he's like, uh, kid, you have a degree in electronic engineering. He's like, electrical is probably eight, you know, 75 to 85% of what we do. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. He's like, you're a smart kid. He's like, you're young. You have plenty of time to learn. He's like, honestly, I don't tell anyone this, but I would just quit school and just, you know, and, Damn. And, and go get a job, you know? And so I got a job doing residential and, uh, I mean, I, dude, I didn't know any better, but, but I worked for this. Big, yeah, that sucks. I worked for this douche canoe and <laughs> he, uh, you know, so you gotta remember, so like I barely had any money. Um, yeah. I literally just maxed out. Like I max, I got, I got a home Depot credit card cause I didn't have anything. I, you know, I was living in a back room, um, in Pennsylvania. So like if anyone's ever been oh, like, man. you know, Pennsylvania, like it's, it gets rather chilly. Like in the wintertime, yeah. I mean, it can't get down to negative 10, right? Yeah. It's not like Connecticut or New England cold, but it's still cold, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, I didn't know anything. Like, I mean, I was just, I was fresh off the gate. And like I said, I maxed out a credit card, you know, just to make sure I had enough money for tools because I didn't own anything. Yeah. And the owner pulls me aside. He's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, you know, like, I want to be a mechanic. He's like, 
you're no good at this kid. You should just fucking hang up your tools and sell them. It probably, you know, do someone better than, than what you're doing with them now. And like, I was like, mother, it was like, and this guy has like ballsy. Wow. I mean, like, like, like dude, the, this guy I work for, like you had to rush to the bank cause your checks were rubber. Like you had to make sure they weren't going to bounce. Like you, you know, you couldn't be wow. lucky number nine or 10. Otherwise, like, I remember my wife, you know, coming up to me yelling and screaming, your paycheck bounce, your paycheck bounce. I'm like, and like, I'm super chill. So no like, I'm like, I'm like, okay. And she's like freaking out. But, but there's bills, there's bills that were written. I was like, okay. I was like, why are you getting upset? She's like, didn't you hear me? The paycheck bounce. I'm like, but there's nothing you can do about it. Like I, like yeah. I have the mentality, like if there's nothing you can do about it and it wasn't like anything of your doing. Yeah. Don't get fucking stressed about it. Like, I, I don't know, that's man. So like, funny. You don't read like stoicism or anything, do you? Uh-uh. No? Wow. Well, that's like the whole, so you just kind of got it down pat. Like me, I'm kind of a real fucked up individual, so I can't get that. I freak out at, at everything too, right? So become emotion. like, I mean, it's just the, I mean, we, we're getting a little bit off subject, which I'm totally cool about doing that. But, you know, I, I like just from, I had a very traumatic childhood. So not that I'm trying to put my shit out there, but whatever. Um, and so I learned to respond that way. Right. So that's the, the, the adult or the person that set the response or set, you know, an example for me, set a poor example. So I I never learned that, which now at 37 years old, I've started getting into stoicism, which that's one of the big things about it is that there, there is absolutely. And if you think about it, it is totally true. If you can't control it, then why the fuck are you worrying about it? Like there, there's nothing, if you cannot impact the outcome or do, and you just got to wait for the situation to get there. Well, I mean, you know, it, too many, too many times people like, you know, they, they, they react emotionally to, yeah. you know, irrationally to emotional decisions yep. and, you, and you can, especially like doing what we do at refrigeration. Can you imagine? I can't cope. The rack is down. What am I going to yeah. do? Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know, man, like that, that's, that's not me. Have you always been like that? Yeah. I, so since you're putting it out. So like, I, man, I, um, like I said, I moved out when I was 16. Um, um, you know, uh, my, my parents had some issues with stuff and yeah. things. And, you know, I remember you know being like five or six and like going to a woman's shelter with my mom and stuff. And, yeah. you know, so rough childhood, like I was an only child, you know, and like I tell people only child, I'm like, Oh, you were spoiled. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was yeah, spoiled at getting yeah. the, the wrong end of the belt yeah yeah that's where the food was spoiled (laughs) yeah right yeah Yeah. um no but like uh, you know i don't know man like i've just been my my mom asked me the one time before she passed she's like um she's like why are you so cynical i was like i'm not really cynical i'm just you know i just have an outlook that you know hey today i didn't step in shit today was a good day yeah in the, words of the, in the words of the great ice cube, I didn't even have to use my AK. Today was a good day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really is. I, I do. That's one of the things that I really try to focus on. Like I'm, I'm in the, I'm like five years into this, like horrible fucking self-improvement. Like, like I'm not even like, there's just no end, end in sight. And, you know, that's just something that, I've always struggled with, you know, and, and especially with the controlling your emotions part, you know, like that, like if you actually want to get scientific 
and and when you break down PTSD and and stuff like that, like I mean, that's your that's a part of your brain that is keeping you know. Normally, we have a fight or flight stance, like when it, you know a fucking bear comes up to us, you know we're we're probably gonna run. And that feeling in your head that's like, hey, to turn the fuck around and run, you know. So people with PTSD, that's constantly active. So when somebody comes up and says something, and they think in their mind that you're calling them stupid or they were wrong or whatever, it's just a fucking hor- you know. I mean, I know that that I think that there's a ton of people out there that are like that. You know what I mean? Like and they do emotionally respond to things and it's it's never, ever going to come to anything like you won't. If you're if you're not thinking anything out logically, like and God forbid the other person is. You know, if you if you respond emotionally, people that are logic can just floor you anytime they want it. That's, that's funny. It reminds me of a joke. Um, you know, a guy's talking to his wife. She's like, maybe I love you so much. You know, what do you fear the most? Oh, I fear of losing you. What do you, why? What do you fear the most? Bears. <laughs> but no, man, like I, so like, yeah, I'm very analytical. Um, yeah, very, very, lo- very, very logical. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I think that's why, like, I'm not totally emotionally damaged <laughs> because I'm like, well, nice. you know, I, I, man, it's just, uh, it's just, well, you know, the way I am. And like, you know, you can't change anything that you have no control over. So don't get, yeah. you know, don't get frustrated. And, you know, um, the other thing is too, like, I don't ever, I don't ever sit on the cross. Like one, it's a long winded saying, but, uh, one of my favorite sayings is get off your cross, use the wood and build the bridge and get over it. Because, yeah. you know, instead of whining about your situation in life, like, and I tell people this all the time, I'm 39 years old. Okay. Yeah. And ba- basically I, you know, I, I don't know. Like I, I just, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm the manager of technical troubleshooting and training for the, the largest HVAC and refrigeration contractor in North America. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I've had, you know, I hit the 40 under 40 this year. I have a very successful yeah, that is so podcast. Badass. And you know, the Mike Rowe thing. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I got to do a podcast with Mike Rowe, which was pretty badass. I mean, like, I, that was an accident. Like, I stepped in I stepped in shit on that one. How, um, that? You know, How did that come about? So, I, you know, uh, Coolsys works with a company called ECMC. Um, it's basically a... Um, it's a, a edgy a online education company because we, because we're getting so big, you know, we do utilize, you know, some online training or whatever. Yeah. And so we need to come back to that. What's that? Just, I, let's come back to that because I, I want to talk to you about online training. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so basically like, you know, they talk to me, they're like, would you be willing to be a sponsor about or not a sponsor, but basically like, speak on the fact of the the skills gap that we have in the United States, you know, where there's not enough technicians for the yeah. kind of jobs. And they're like, we're trying to get some micro esque type person. I was like, okay, yeah, cool. I'll be down. So that was, that was like a month before I found out what happened. And so like I'm perusing LinkedIn a couple months later and, and I'm going through and I say, Oh, you know, ECMC cause I started following them on LinkedIn or whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm motherfucker they did get micro i'm like that is amazing so um wow. so you know so you know i got to, like i said we got to i like got to do a live stream with him and you know we just talked about it was me him and like two other people from ecmc the president you know i think that was the vp or whatever but we talked about you know the the skills gap and how do we overcome and you know you know basically you know uh, you know it's not 
It's not the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s anymore where basically you have to go to college to be successful. Yeah. No, you don't. Not at all. Um, no. And, I, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm proof of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so am I. I didn't even after, like, I, dude, I, if, for a kid to, like, I fucked my life up royally for what you can do before the age of 18. Like, I did dumb shit. Like, by the, I, I was 13. I stole a car you know, ran from the, so here's how smart I was. I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit and let this car cool off a little bit before I, you know, maybe they'll look for it. You know, I didn't know that they, you know, it'd take them an hour to respond. So as soon as I pulled out with the car that, you know, I mean, literally as soon as I pulled out with the car, a cop pulled behind me. And so, you know, at that time I was hard headed. So I ended up running from the police in the car and then led them on a high speed chase, hit, wrecked it into a tree, knocked that tree over onto two other cars, got out, ran, and then ran from a canine unit. So, you know, I, I had a, uh, I I was pretty damn stupid when I was younger. My my dad did something similar. Like he, uh, you know, he, he, when he would get chased by the cops, I mean, this is obviously back in the the, the early or uh, late sixties, early seventies. Um, but like, you know, basically he would always carry a, a can of spray paint with him, you know? So after he, when he was driving the motorcycle, if he get chased by the cops, he'd spray the fucking engine with, uh, with spray paint because then I, I you know, it's, I, it's going to cool that motor instantly because it's removing the heat. Right. Yeah. And it dries the paint. No, no, look, feel the motor. It's cold. You know, I didn't, you know, I wasn't doing shit. So. Wow. That's pretty smart. <laughs> I didn't, I've never heard anybody say that. You know, it's funny. You brought up that saying. One of my favorite sayings was, um, I wrote this down. The one of the, and it actually really kind of stuck in my mind. But have you ever heard, um, you drown not by falling in the river, but by staying submerged in it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's one. I mean, that, like, whenever I first heard that, I was like, fuck, man. You know, and it's just such a human tendency to kind of waller and shit. And yeah, it's, I, 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 I wanted to bring that up. All right. So let's, let's go with online training. What, what do you think about online training effective or not effective? So yeah. you're going to have to, even with whatever opinion, like you have, just throw it out there. Like there so it, or I, opinion. It, and it does have a time and a place. So if it's not made, if it's not done with checks and balances, um, it, it's, it's not real. It's not like for a green tech. Yeah. It's, it's not really that good if there's no checks and balances and, you know, it, it, it was a learning thing. You know, we basically had to, you know, learn what worked and what didn't, it, you know, because, you know, let, let's, 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 you know, brass tacks. Technicians are not, are, are not, they do not have the most well comprehension in the world. And that's really yeah. why we're technicians, right? Yeah. So my, my comprehension sucks. And, and I'll tell you a story and I've told the story before, but it, you know, it, it makes sense, you know, and you'll, and you'll get a laugh out of it. But, you know, basically I'm very dyslexic. And I'm very, and I'm, okay. I'm, I'm unless I'm a very auditory learner as well. I, I wasn't one of those guys that, you know, um, I lived on cliff notes in junior yeah. high school and high school because I hated reading because I couldn't remember what the hell I just read. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, same way. Yeah. So like, you know, I, I tell a story all the time. I'm like, yeah, so I'm so dyslexic that, you know, I, I you know, I, 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 I scare my kids and so basically I'll, I'll be reading them a story about Dick and Jane riding an elephant and eating lunch. And somehow because I'm dyslexic and comprehension's fucked. Now I've read the story in such a fashion where they're now, 
uh, eating the elephant and then going for a walk. <laughs> and my kids don't want to go to bed because they're scared shitless. Like, what did you, what, did, what book are you reading us, dad? You know? So like, man, I, I just, um, you know, so having, relying on them to basically do the online training, you know, even though there's an instructor, uh, involved, uh, unless, you know, weekly what needs to happen is basically someone needs to go with that guy you know whether a couple hours a couple hours a week a couple hours a month be like hey what are you learning what are you having a hard time with you know what things maybe doing something in the field um you know could basically you know help you understand what you you know what you were working on yeah and some people just do horrible with it i mean once again it goes back to it it's 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 different for different people now there are Mm -hmm. people my wife um she can read a book and God help you. You ask her anything in that book and she's going to tell you what the hell it is. And that, and basically that's what, you know, college is anymore. Right. It's, yeah. it's no free thinking. I mean, unless you're taking like woman's history, black yeah. lib or something like that, you know what I yeah. mean? Like it's, it's, you know, it's a lot of, it's just, did you remember what you read and can you, you know, can you take a yeah. test? No, the fuck, yeah. I, can't, I can't remember all that. You know what I mean? So no, no, that's everything. I mean, and that's funny because my you're only a couple years older than me, but I remember even my mom now still still talks about it. I'm like, mom, I make I make fifty thousand dollars more than you do a year, and I you know it it is the the trade deficit right now is so fucking huge that there it's there like I've never seen pay goes. I mean, our pay has skyrocketed. Pay for technicians have skyrocketed. Um, there, you know, it's, it's, we, and I've physically searched myself for technicians and I cannot find them. And I'm pretty creative with the avenues that I'll take and stuff like that. And it's just right now I'm at the point to where we just have to find somebody or some kid with some, with a, with a good work ethic and train them. Which, two, two, two weeks from now, he's going to do his next podcast. He's like, yeah, so this week we did a weekend at Bernie's type thing. We just <laughs> found someone that was half drunk and just walked into the job site just to show up on site. Yeah, there you go. Anybody, just start testing them out. I, I mean, dude, <laughs> I don't. Pulse? Is he breathing? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Can he, can he hold the ladder straight? I have, I mean, as far as online training goes, I'm not. I, here's the thing. I think that anything could be successful, right? But they, the, the, everything that there's a lot of dog shit out there, right? So now you have to be, you, you are the diamond in the rough. If you can do it, like if you, if you are making a very quality training system that goes over everything and you can get the turn, cause that's kind of like falls into what you were saying. Like most guys, especially newbies, don't understand the terminology and that's where the the real lack of understanding comes from because they don't you know if you say hey go look at the contactor they they don't know what a contactor is so i got got, i'm sorry i got my balls busted um so one of the first podcasts that we did i think was the second one it was terminal uh terminology and definitions and i got ripped the hell apart on one of the sites and they're like this is supposed to be advanced refrigeration like why are you doing that I'm like, cause you know, I've been in the industry almost 20 years and I've talked to guys that are like older. I'll say, I'll say, you know, uh drain leg. And they're like, what's that? I'm like the line coming out of the condenser. Well, that's the liquid line. Technically not. No. It's the what do you mean? Leg. That's what I've been calling it for 30 years. Well, you've been wrong for 30 years. Yeah, I know. They don't like that. That's the big okay, one. You don't say that to them, but that's what no, you think yeah. internal. You're inside, no, you're inside sure. monologue. 
you yeah. know? Um, but, um, I, man, I meant, I meant to ask you, so, um, so you were nice enough to have me, have me on. Um, how did you hear the podcast before you invited me on? Like, yeah, how did I that know? I've just seen you. So uh, realistically, I was very impressed with the, with the content that you were putting out, not even the podcast. What got me hooked was really, it was the Rick and Morty shit. <laughs> so as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, all right, I've got, I would, you know, there's something about this dude that I would like. So I've listened to a couple episodes. I'm, I'm typically, I don't listen to podcasts as much anymore. I've, I've, you know, I did the regular, like, I love Joe Rogan. I love Jocko Willink. Um, you know, there, there's a couple of, like, I li- I'll listen to Lex Friedman sometimes. He's a, he's a real, you know who he is? No. Yeah. He's a, he's a really intelligent guy in MIT professor a professor and he's also um a legit badass in jujitsu so most of the people that i follow have something to do with jujitsu um but yeah and then you and then a couple other people but i mean i've always you know you're just funny and 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 all the shit like even the stuff that you sent me the other day which that you know nobody will know but i mean you just we got very similar personalities Oh, here, I got something for you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Damn it. Nice. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not... It is funny because this, you know, this is kind of a new thing, like this whole podcast thing, and it and it takes a certain... Like, you got to put yourself out there, you know, and if and at the end of the day, if you don't... Like, I, I, I don't... I, I'm 100% open to feedback, but at, I would never let that, like at least bother my day, like with putting this information out and especially when people say that now. (laughs) Yeah, really? Oh, does it? So it gets, no, you know, it's weird. So like I I say that, so like, um, and I wish we did, um, I don't get a lot of feedback. Um, you know, and I mean, I love feedback, even if it's from somebody that's a dick, I can look at it and say, okay, well then I grew up with a dick. So I know I don't take any offense by it. You know, so there's not for the, I've always been fairly good at taking feedback. So like, you know, no, we, we haven't like, and I've, and I've asked openly, like we've done uh, Q and A's and stuff, you know, cause not, not that we're, you know, I don't, we'll never run out of ideas, you know, to yeah. do podcasts on, but you know, I want to, I want to do podcasts that are, that are interested, interesting. Yeah. You know? So one of the things that we're doing is, you know, coolest like I, I derived the website, it's called ask ask the pros at coolest.com. You know, it's basically just an email address yeah. and we're going to use it for a multitude of things. But one of the things we're going to use it for is basically, um, you know, asking people what they want. Yeah. You know, uh, you know um, <laughs> Rick yeah, and Morty. I get that. I, I've, I've tried to, it's hard. Some of these guys are very, especially there, there's a lot of, a lot of the really technical guys are older. So it's hard, you know, we're not like at our age, we're just like breaking. I mean, you're, you, you know, obviously you're a, a special example of, of like, you know, just skill but, or talent. But, you know, most of these guys are older and they're not out there listening to podcasts and, and shit like that. So you, it really, the, the, instead of trying to figure out what I could do better, I probably need to figure out how I can get the, the older gentlemen to listen. Yeah, they, they, well, you know what? If you want that, then you have, they have to get them to listen on YouTube because that, that was one of the that was one of the only oh, yeah. things, one of the things that I got. They're like, you know, I, I don't really listen to podcasts like they really don't know how to do it. He's yeah. like, but I know how to use YouTube, you know, so like back to what I was saying about like we, you know, we've asked for feedback, like and the only feedback that I ever get is, is Kevin's audio sucks because he <laughs> lives in the middle of Indiana 
And he nice. it sucks because he like he's basically he has fiber optic like seven hundred feet from his house. So until the evil genius Elon Musk like puts up Starlink for him to have freaking internet, yeah. like he's stuck with putting his kids up on a ladder, you know, holding <laughs> tinfoil to get better service. <laughs> so like you know that that's basically and that it was the and it was our audio in the beginning. So you know yeah. any money we've actually made through sponsorships and stuff, you know we you know we didn't take any of the money. We basically put it right back in. So. I mean, you could. I mean, you could tell with the audio that we have right now. I mean, it's crystal. Yeah. And the reason why is because you know I didn't want defrost yeah. expansion valve. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we didn't want that. So like, you know, other than like you know, um, audio type shit. Um, and before I understood that, like, because I you know I usually put music in front of every podcast before I start. Yeah. And like I fucked up. Like I I would have like. You know the the intro ad like at the level I recorded, and then all of a sudden you'd have, hear like Slipknot at like eleven. So like he's like, oh my god, I blew up my speakers in my freaking in my work van. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that I mean that's learning shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's stuff that you're learning as you as as you do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's yeah. it's hard too because I mean you know there's no one else to really to talk yeah. to. I mean you know there yeah. there's you know I and I hate this fucking word because I think of a. 18 year old showing her boobs on 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 only fans but like you know one of my sponsors called me an influencer the other day and i kind of yeah. cringe she's like that's what you are i'm like no why, no, can, can why we do you use... not like that i don't do i don't know i, I don't that like... is the technical term for what you are i get it i get yeah. it but like it makes me i don't it, it's like a dirty word it just makes me feel dirty weird word. man like yeah um instructor i'm okay with teacher i'm fine with i've been you know instructor and teacher for a very long time yeah just influencer i you know i, I don't it's know you're like, influencing the industry like you're reaching thousands and thousands okay. of people and I, and I think part of this thing is so you know there, there's there's a couple rules that i've followed to make myself successful and i learned it from a gentleman that taught me nice i'm about to write this out Okay. Yeah. Um, the guy, the guy's name was Ed, Ed, Ed Mahota, and he taught me very, very, some very important lessons. He said, okay. kiss, always keep it simple, stupid. You know, I remember the first call that I tried to diagnose by myself. It was like a five, four or five bank, uh, old carrier, 1970s green machine, uh, nice. you know, uh, he, you know, heater, you know, that had like four or five heat exchangers or whatever. And I was like, I yeah. came back to him and he's like, um, all four ignition modules are bad. And he looks up at me. He's like, Brett, right now you need to make a decision. Do you want to be a parts changer? Do you want to be a mechanic? And I was like, oh, I want to be a mechanic, you know? So, um, so kiss, keep it simple, stupid. You don't, you don't have to go mad scientist right away. Yeah. Think of the, you know, the easiest, simple stuff first. Cause that's usually yeah. what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. The second one is always stay humble. Okay. Yeah. No matter how much knowledge you acquired, no matter how good you think you are, and this usually happens at, at five five uh, technicians of, of that have been doing this five years. It's called the yeah. five five year itch. Usually yeah. at five years, you think you freaking know everything, and then you get a call that put, literally just puts you in your fucking place. Like you yeah. really don't know shit. And because this guy instilled in me like staying humble, I've never you know I've never I've never done that. Now it's funny because like I get called arrogant. And it used to bother the hell out of me. And they're, and they're like, why? I'm like, because cause I'm not. Like, I mean, that was one of the rules that I was taught not to do. And he's like, you know, one of the guys I was talking to, uh, Chris Teich, who works for RDM, he's like, and Lee Whittinghill, you know, they both said the same thing. He's like, confidence can be construed yeah. as, uh, as arrogance. Yeah. Okay. Most uh, certainly. 
the other the other two rules that he taught me, uh, and he said these don't apply or apply until you get older, is never pass a bathroom and never trust a fart. But he said it, <laughs> it didn't matter until like you were in your mid forties. <laughs> never pass a bathroom. Yeah. And never never trust a fart. Make sure you write those ones down for sure. That's true. Yeah, those are the important ones. <laughs> But, you know, so, like, I actually, I call I called Ed up the other day. I was actually driving. I don't know if I was driving. It was, Texas is a big state. Sometimes I end up being in the vehicle. Where you know, are you at? Oh, you're in Dallas. I'm in Dallas, yeah. Nice. So, I, I grew up in Pennsylvania. Uh, lived in Canada. Where are you at in Pennsylvania? So, north of Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Like, a suburb or, like, uh, so, or like, so, like so, you have your major cities. You have Philadelphia. Uh, or, you know, if you're from the area of Philly, uh, you know, north of that, about an hour, hour and hour and a half, you got Allentown, Pennsylvania, that's the next major city. And then the next one up, the next major city is, is the Poconos, you know, Scranton, Scranton, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, you know, where the, you know, office was fictitiously Huge you know, fan. Filmed, yeah. I would so, ask anybody uh, in trivia. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so like I grew up in between Scranton and Allentown. Um, no way. Well. Sorry, so, I didn't. I, that's how big of an office fan I am. I got you. So anyway, so um, you know, it was actually filmed in in California, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Better burst your bubble. But yeah. anyway, so like, you know, I was driving around and and um, um, you know, I called him up to thank him. You know what I mean? Because like, you know, he's the one that you know, like he had the patience. You know, and you got to remember, this is after that dude told me that I was a piece of shit and I was never going to amount to anything. And you know this you know, son of a bitch that was writing wow. rubber, rubber checks. You know what I mean? So like, I yeah. just called to thank him, like having patience with me, you know, like after I said five, four or five bad ignition modules, he's like, well, fuck <laughs> this kid, he don't got nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, Brett, he's like, I just, you know, drove, you know, gave you directions. He's like, you're the one who drove there to, to get where you're at. You know what I mean? But you That's know, that's pretty they, cool. It's always been, like I said, it's always been very important to me to to try to stay humble because, like I said, you know, that you, you can have a guy that's the smartest guy in the room, yeah. um, but you don't want to fucking talk to him because he's an asshole. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, sure. You know that I'm, I'm, you know, like like guys reach out to me. On yeah, Facebook. but I think some of that could be misconstrued, like what you're talking about. Like mm. we're, con- I mean, some of them are assholes. I, I mean, I've just when when I first got in the industry, I, there was there was this attitude, especially on the, on the industrial side, like uh, with older techs where it was, you know, you didn't, you didn't question them. There was no, you know, and, and, and there was a lot of what you brought up. That's the union mentality. Yeah, most certainly. Because they were basically, uh, a lot of them, a lot of them are like, you know, why am I going to show this kid and potentially, you know, give him the knowledge to be around longer yes. if i can get fired for doing basically the same job he's doing but for more money yeah that irks me that's that irks me more than anything i do not want under any circumstance like if i want to learn something i should have the uh, and especially if it's going to profit the business in some way i need an avenue to learn you know there's not like like just period i i've worked for a lot of companies that really i when I, the very first job I've ever, I ever had, and it was for my, um, I, I told you earlier, it was for my best friend's dad. He was a mechanical contractor. Um, and I, I worked with him on the summers 
And one of his managers got super pissed at me for brazing. It was like three months in. And like, I mean, dude, it doesn't take that much to learn how to slap tape on duck and shit. Like, give me something a little bit more. So I started learning to wire him up, wiring units up and, and learning how to braze. And he, he like confronted me at the supply house and was like, you don't touch anything. You don't do this. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? You know, if someone's got talent or if somebody is beyond, you know, those people should be invested in, you know, you nurture, you nurture them, you nurture yes. them. Like, you know, there's a, and I can know I keep name dropping, but I mean, these guys, you know, these guys deserve the name drop because they're, they're great people, nice. uh, not just mechanics, but just, just great people in general. Um, kid named uh, Greg King and Domingo Montalva. Yeah. Um, you know, it's easier just calling them Sunday, but, um, you know, those two kids, like I'll post something on Facebook on one of the websites, whether it be, you know, the advanced refrigeration podcast group or, uh, or the supermarket refrigeration tech talk group. And these sons of bitches will call me if it's not past 10 30, cause they know I don't sleep well. They'll call me up. Like, what are you reading? It's like, it's, it's like, um, uh, um, uh, it's like that Dave Chappelle skit where the guys are crack addict. You got you got that refrigeration book, you know, yeah. like 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 they want to fight, they want to learn. Like this dude is making excellent money. He's been doing it. He's been doing refrigeration less than four years, and I would put him up a- against any like eight year mechanic. Nice, like, you know, my brother's like, like that. He had like he has some problems where, and it's a younger thing. Like I think once he gets past the five year, like I think he'll be a little bit more comfortable because I've warned both of them yeah. about being humble and stuff, but like. You know, it's 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 being so balled up where you can't think like and in in industrial refrigeration, you know, you have redundancy. Okay. Yeah. Supermarket, you do not. So if it's broke, you better get it fucking fixed. You know what I'm saying? So like we um (laughs) I mean we do have systems. I've got a system in Knoxville that is a a beverage company and they and it's a crit it's three massive ass critically charged ammonia units. But I mean, there's no high pressure receiver on her, on them. There's mm-hmm. just a, a drain leg, and then it feeds straight into this mm-hmm. chiller. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it that stuff is out there. I, I um, which that is a pain in the ass. I do have a question for you. It, mm-hmm. it why did you leave industrial? Um. So, um, you know, from state to state, everyone's got their own um their own set of deal that, you know, that they have to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I left Pennsylvania for Connecticut, um, the um, Connecticut, I actually had to go back to school. So because I, you know, I just told you, I never, I never finished school for refrigeration mm-hmm. HVAC. Right. So, I, you know, the only thing I had was a degree, you know, a degree in electronic engineering. I didn't have anything else. So when I left Pennsylvania for Connecticut, cause it was close to my in-laws, um, I had to actually go through an apprenticeship program nice. and my boss, um, you know, would constantly say to me, he's like, you're the most fucking expensive apprentice I ever had. Cause like, you know, he told me what he was going to like, what he potentially was going to pay. Yeah. Me. And I was like, then apparently I'm not moving up to Connecticut. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. that's not, that's not what apprentices make. I was like, dude, at that point I've been doing refrigeration for, you know, I don't know, six, seven years or whatever. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like, and but like I was, you know, better than a normal six or seven year, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. journeyman. You know what I mean? And um, you know, so and he knew it, but he was just trying to, you know, whatever. So I actually yeah, yeah. I had to. So I had two kids at the time. I had to 
you know, work the, you know, 80 to 120 hours that I'm famous for and, and a week. And then, you know, basically, you know, go to school. I was doing online Penn Foster classes. And then I did, um, what the hell else did I do? I, I there was not every single course was covered in the Penn Foster. So I think I had to take the, the IMCC, the international mechanical codes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple, a couple of classes that I physically had to show up at a community college. Um, so that was, honestly, that was the, that was the reason. I mean, I, I didn't, I would, I don't, I don't know what, what I would have had to do in order to work, you know, to go to industrial from, you know, from Pennsylvania to Connecticut. But like, if it was that difficult to get, just get into commercial, like I could only imagine. Dude, that's like, just in that region. Yeah. I mean, there's not, I mean, cause it typically uh, that I would say that you're probably the first person that I've heard of that got in. So you did it for several years, right? What's that? Industrial. Um, four or five. Yeah. You know? Which um, is more than be- enough. Like it, I've never heard of anybody dropping back to doing commercial or, you know, residential and commercial. I mean, which you don't do a whole lot. I mean, it's probably a lot more technical. I guess that wouldn't be true. If I stop and think about it as far as what is technical, industrial can get fairly technical, but nothing compared to what you have to learn when it comes to even industrial on free on split systems and stuff like that. There's just so much technology out there. Well, wait There's- a minute. So, so like, so that's the thing. So like even, even in residential now, like they're using a lot of inverter driven yeah. stuff yeah. Um, in commercial. That's where you have, so many controls because like you know basically you can have the same freaking compressor that's been running for 50 years on an old um the hell those bodies called with two pistons on the fricks they're usually painted red oh um like 12 by 12s or 8 by 8s yeah six by six it was yeah six by six six, yeah so um yeah man like i mean the technology really doesn't change i mean like the valves might be a little bit smaller yeah but for the most part i mean and besides having like the critically charged shit, you know what I mean? But yeah. like for, in all honesty, I mean, you know, like with commercial, I mean, because a supermarket, you know, basically I think over half of their electric bill is, is, is the rack. Yeah. So it's no, very imperative, you know, um, yeah. that you. It's that, higher than that in industrial. It's 60 to 70%. They, they have, there, there's a massive, um, you know, mainly because it's just a shit ton of horsepower back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, there's not, that's always a factor that really, pro- I mean, I have, I, I would assume that we are probably the largest factor with kilowatt usage, you know, uh, out there as far as like just what, what uses power, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, at least I would think, I don't know for a fact, but you know, everywhere I go, that's the, you know, everybody's you, that's one of the things that I always try to focus on is kilowatt usage um and and reducing kilowatt usage if you can because there's a lot of shit that there's not as much as you can do on commercial but like an industrial there is you can really jack a system up in a heartbeat and have it running you know a a, a two a 500 horsepower compressor when you don't need it running Mm -hmm. you know by running too low of a suction pressure or whatever it may be um which you don't you typically don't get that on a critically charged system but I mean, so, I mean, really the, the main reason is because like I was going from a state Pennsylvania that isn't regulated, you know, yeah. 
like as far as like you know you don't have to have a technical license you know yeah. what i mean connecticut you need to go through an apprenticeship program yeah. you need to have a license not just a contract you know not a contractor's license but a physical fucking license yeah and texas does too but i think everyone that actually just moves to texas like just honorarily gets one <laughs> i don't think yeah. they like, i don't <laughs> even think i got a questionnaire or whatever they're like here congratulations yeah yeah the north yeah. southwest east they did the prayer they're like go go fix some shit you know what yeah. i mean yeah but yeah that, i mean that, they're they're a place of business man texas is is banging as far as like i mean i've done a lot of service in texas especially in industrial who do you who do you work for i work for closure mm-hmm. we're, we're we're probably one, we're we're one of the world's largest mechanical refrigeration so so companies. like Compared to Star, compared to um, way bigger. Damn. I mean, even compared to like Stellar. Have you ever heard of Stellar? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we're. I mean, I'm. I'm pretty sure we're bigger than Stellar, like globally. Yeah, yeah. we 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 just got in the United States. I was like maybe the third or fourth guy that they hired in the United States. So I love German, it. It's a great German, company. German German board company. What is it? France. France. Yeah, great leadership. They do great. You know, that, I mean, that was what was important. I was tired of working for dickheads, you know, and, and I didn't, I, I, if I would, I, it was the, when I came to work for here, it was the first time and it worked out, but it was the first time that I did not chase the dollar and I went with who I thought would be a better manager mm-hmm. to work with. You know, it was just that, that much of a difference. And it, and it really has turned out that way. We've done, you know, we're very collaborative. Um, my, you're, my you're service only, right? No, or everything. No, you yourself. You yourself. Oh, I now, so I'm not in service anymore. I'm in, uh, so for the past six months, I've been in sales. So I moved up from a, a service tech into sales. I mean, essentially, I built the area as a service tech and then jumped in sales, hired a service tech. And now we're just trying to build from, you know, from there on out. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I enjoy it. I did lose some of the ability to create content because I'm not working on it every day. I get but it. I still have text calling me and shit. So I kind of use that to, you know, come up with stuff to say. No, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Um, man, I feel like we've just been bullshitting. Um, we have. I, I don't care. This is perfect. No, you no. Guys it's love fine, this shit. It's fine. What's that? I said the guys love that my best performing um, – Podcasts were the ones where they were just bullshitting. It's just more natural sounding. They can, they can, you know, I mean, I don't know what the hell it is, but I'm sure there's some kind of psychological response behind it. I don't know. Like, I don't know. We, we, we're so tech. Like, I mean, like, I love it. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, cause that's the whole reason why we did it. You know, basically yeah. you know, it was a three o'clock in the morning. Brett can't sleep, you know, so he's looking at, you know, <laughs> You know, YouTube videos. I can do this. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. Like, I was like, man, like, how are people not dying or getting hurt? Like, watching this shit because there was just so much bad information. Like, yeah, guy pulls up, you know, changes out a thing of filter dryers without pulling a a vacuum. Like, okay, if you got a purge on an industrial system, yeah, you know what I mean? But you don't. It's a HFC or a CFC. You know, it's a, it's a no, 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 no. You can't do that. You know what I mean? Or, Moisture you know, well, dude. I had a the worst moisture issue I ever had, and I did. I pulled a vacuum. I don't. I couldn't tell you what ended up happening. I think that the expansion valve must have frozen, like the the moisture that got into the system froze at the expansion valve. And I was able. I wasn't able to get a five hundred micron, but I was like, I hit like eight fifty, and um, there there ended up being a shit ton of moisture in the system. It got back to the compressor 
created an acid, ate the fucking shit off the windings. And I mean, it, the, the yeah, compressor but that, was, no, that, but that wouldn't have been you for changing one expansion valve. You no, know what no, I mean? no. I, what that, no, it was me for sure. I fucked up. I, I it wasn't. That's where I think the blockage was. I try. I was pulling a. So what happened was the compressor went out. We changed it, but or it went out because the the um the Johnson control pressure switch the the thing broke. It pulled down into a vacuum and just sat there and sucked air in all night. So when I got back there, but one night, one night isn't going to do that. You know what I mean? I don't know how it did. I mean, dude, I no. sure as fuck did not get all the moisture out because when I and I did hit, I did get below a thousand microns. So I don't know how. I mean, I I, I could I never solved it. Couldn't never no, like, figure it what out. I'm, what, I'm, what I'm telling you is, is that you know that moist, you know that moisture mm-hmm. that that you know pulling in for one night isn't gonna isn't gonna kill it. I have. Um, can we share screens on this podcast? Can uh, I share? Oh, I don't know. Okay, well, all right, don't worry about it. So I'll, I'll just send you an email so you can take a look at it. Okay. Um, I'm going to send you a picture of, you know, are you are you aware of what they refer to as copper plating? So when, when you have, uh, you know, copper plating, you basically, you know, the heat from the discharge gas is basically boiling off the, the water. Mm-hmm. So you're left with, you know, moisture on there. So wherever you have that, you know, basically the, you know, the... Um, it looks, it looks like copper on the, uh, on the heads, you know, when, whenever you, whenever. Oh you, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. You'll see, you'll see it like, you know, if the perjury ain't working right on like, like an old filter or, yeah. you know, my or whatever, um, mm-hmm. any, any compressor where, you know, it's the highest, highest temperature or whatever. So this, this rack, so typically a, like a 20 horsepower, like 40 will typically take about. And like half an hour to maybe an hour to pump out the oil. Like if you were to shut off the oil, um, oil line at the bottom mm-hmm. there, or the compressor for the fill off the oil pot or the oil level control, if you shut that off, it should pump out with anywhere from a half an hour to an hour, mm-hmm. two and a half minutes. And it wasn't just one compressor. It was all eight compressors. Now, um, I had worked 36 hours straight because I was trying to figure out what's wrong. And, you know, I finally figured out what was what. But that being said, I, uh, that had been going into calm loss for months. And, you know, basically pulling into a vacuum because of a faulty low pressure switch. So, I mean, this took for months. months. Yeah. So, and it was so bad that, you know, because when you have copper plating, it's also going to cover the crank, mm-hmm. you know, and the connecting rods yeah. and stuff, right? So it's not going to lubricate well, right? So when you finally do get the pictures after I search through 8,000 pictures, you will actually see on the wall of the piston, because on industrial, as you're aware, they have wear sleeves on your, uh, on mm-hmm. your pistons. Commercial does not. Yeah. So if you have a wallered out, you know, piston because of a shaft issue or a connecting rod issue, or you get flood back and it, you know, you have valves that squirt up the side, guess what you're doing? Change yeah. that compressor Yeah. Uh, on an industrial compressor, eh, change the wear sleeve out, connecting rod, crank rack, you know, just rebuild. Yeah. The, you yeah. know, they're meant to be rebuilt because yeah. they're so big and, and expensive. Yeah. Um, you can see once they find the picture, you will see, the um you know basically you'll see the piston like almost touching the cylinder on one side 
and then have like I didn't take a feeler gauge to it, but like a massive gap on the other yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what man, because now I didn't. That is the only thing that I could think of that would have happened. It, I, I, and it was it was such a dickhead customer. It was down in Florida. It wasn't, you know, it was like one of them mom and pops, some kind of salad. I mean, it was just dinky, a dinky operation. And I and I put this compressor in, and you know, I. I, I I did have I was having an issue hitting 500 microns. And anytime that happens, I always feel like I have an issue. And at this point, it was almost very similar. I it went a 32 hour day or whatever it was, but it was get, it was like getting up a, a close to the 20 hour mark, and I was just like fucking done with it. So I I cut it off right there and just didn't have any issues. But I came back. They called me back two days later. And um, said that the compressor wouldn't start up. And when I got there and I owned out the windings, I mean, they were, it, it was, I mean, they were pretty damn low, like all three. It wasn't the, I can't remember exact, because I know that like common and run is supposed to equal something or I, I don't remember what it was. Um, so wait, hold on. Single phase compressor or three yeah, phase? Single phase. Single. Yeah. So your start, start uh, your, your run to common i'm sorry your run uh, this is, let me run. before we get into this let me just say this everybody you need especially even because ammonia guys do come across working on stuff like this so this is something you guys probably should pay attention to or write down um so run 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 to start is basically the the sum of of all the, just about all the windings right so whatever yeah. you have there should actually equate to the run to common and run to start. And if it doesn't, then oopsie and you have an issue. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And that's what, that's what happened. And all I could figure, I mean, it was, I, I, all I could figure was that the, you know, I mean, when I tested it for acid, it was for sure, like just loaded down. So, you know, I figured that ate the, the insulation off of the windings and, and, and then that what was, that's what, I mean, I ended up having to change it out. It was, it, it was definitely a bitch of a, a job. I don't, I don't like thinking back to those days. No, I, yeah, it's funny that my my friend who works for Devault Refrigeration, um, you know, uh, he, he he, I think he worked for Stellar for a little bit too. But you know, um, I was actually surprised. It was funny because I hadn't talked to him for a couple of years, but I still have the same phone number. I had the same phone number for about twenty years, wow. and uh, he's like, "Holy shit!" I just get a random text message that says, "Holy shit!" He's like, "I'm like, holy shit, what?" He's like, "So I'm listening to this podcast." And I'm like, man, this guy really sounds familiar. <laughs> and I was like, holy, it's fucking bread. So then I call, I call this other guy, you know, that, that I know, uh, you know, that he knows, uh, you know, uh, Keith Trout. And he's like, who is that? It sounds like fucking bread. He's like, we were sitting there back and forth before I actually had the balls to call you and be like, good job on the podcast though. But like, you know, they're going back and forth. Uh, I think if I, if I'm butchering the story guys, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, that's, that's, that's what I was told. I just, I just thought that was funnier than hell. Dude, I laughed for a while. Yeah, man. You know, I, I'm very thankful um, for this industry. It's really done. It's kept my attention for the most part. I know that, you know, kind of when we had that conversation earlier about getting bored and shit, or I think that that wasn't on here, but um, you know, this, this has always been an engaging, uh, field for me. Like I, it, uh, it's anytime I get bored, typically there's always something that's going to come up and just kick you right in the ass and, you know, at least get your brain, you know, 
spinning again. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, um, uh, I'm sending you a message. Um, um, but anyway, yeah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, dude, this, 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 this thing, you know, this industry has been very, it's blessed me. Like, I mean, yeah. like I never thought I'd be where I'd be. I never thought I'd be making the money that I am. Um, and it's basically, it's what you put into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I know a lot of people say that with a lot of industries, you know, Oh, you know, you know, it, it'll come around. It'll come around. Dude, let me tell you, man, it is come around tenfold. And like, and like I said, I'm just trying to repay all the people, you know, that have helped me in the past. Yeah. I mean, all, you know, all of them are, you know, moved on or whatever, but you know, it, it's just, it's not, it, and here's the other thing. The industry is super, super tiny. Yeah. So don't ever, you know, watch yeah. just watch your p's and q's when you talk yeah. to people because that that guy might be your boss at one point you know what i mean yeah. and i'm not saying that's the only reason it would be nice to people no but, but that mean, is a good reason I, I didn't i mean even me and you we're in two different industries we're not in two different industries but we're not you know it is there it is separate and like with you talking about jeff you know working for jeff and stuff like that it, it is Gober. so yeah, yeah and so i used to call him goober <laughs> he hated that shit, Jeff Goober. Um, he's he'll probably hate it if he hears this. Too. He, dude, he cat has a lot of guns. You better watch that mouth, man. Oh, I don't give a shit, man. He can't hit me from here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I got a few myself. Um, but no, I mean he he's a good dude. I would you know he was uh I worked for him when I was at a, at Fisher. But that's just a a good testament to what you were saying is that you you. I can promise you if you stay in this industry for any amount of time, you will run into somebody that knows somebody that, you know, you used to work for anything like that. So don't burn a bridge. Oh, dude, I, I had, um, you know, it's happening a bunch of times now. Like, um, I, you know, one of my uh, a guy that used to be a team lead now is like the service manager at, at, at Remco and Remco's now is a huge commercial outfit. I mean, they're, they're, they go as far North as, I think they're in, I think they might be in parts of New York at this point, I think, but I know, I know they're, they're all the way out, uh, out West. I mean, they were towards Mechanicsburg and, and Pittsburgh and stuff, but yeah, they're all the way down, like in, in you know, down in deliverance land down in like West Virginia yeah. now, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's crazy, dude. Like, I mean, the industry, like it's, you know, it, it's just, it's yes, it's, it's huge and vast, mm -hmm. but it's also tiny shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It really is. It is. It's like a small little neighborhood. You got to stop. You definitely got to worry about, um, you know, not getting, not being a problem child. Yeah, well, enough about me. How, how did you end up getting in the industry? Um, I, Publix. I, I, they needed an HVAC guy. And so I, or they needed a guy with HVAC experience because, um, they, they had a, a refrigeration system that was a bakery, but it had a shit ton of mixers that were always fucking up and the mm -hmm. mixers were 409. So I had no idea how to even work on the shit. I worked on residential, you know, and, and so, and even at the time, and if Danny, you're listening to this, I was bullshitting, you know, whenever I first got in the industry, just trying to get a good job. So, mm -hmm. you know, they, they, I ended up going to work for Publix. I was just, I was a hustler. I didn't, you know, I did, I bought my own, um, books and got my own certifications and whatever I needed to get, I was going to get. And so, you know, it started off with my buddy working just during the summers. And then before I knew it, I was doing industrial refrigeration and 
you know, once I got bored with that, I moved on to the field and it just, it just blossomed from there. I've been in the field. Yeah. I've done, I've, I've done kind of both. I've, um, for the majority of my career, I've been in the field doing service, but I have left to be like a manager or, um, you know, a refrigeration department or, I was a, a what they called an engineer, a, a refrigeration engineer for Target, or refrigeration systems engineers is what what they called him. Um, Do you know, you know Chad Bomb then? Chad who? Bomb. Chad Bomb. He he's out there in 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 Minnesota or whatever Missouri, whatever the hell they're at. It's uh, I mean it sounds familiar. I was on. The, he's one of the mid refrigeration refrigeration engineers. Is it on? Uh, it depends on what department it is. They've got and and so industrial fell under uh, property management. So it was a very niche group inside of Target. They, I mean, they uh, still okay. have yeah. So it wasn't like necessarily all the under the refrigeration or anything. They stuck it under a different. Uh, it, it was stuck under property development because it was just such a mat. You know, it wasn't like a store footprint. Like the distribution centers are so big. So somehow there became a, 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 I can't even, they called it TRE, Target Refrigeration Engineering, which was, which was, so it's, it isn't the same thing as what's at the stores. Almost like a T, uh, yeah, TRA or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they had, it, it, I mean, it was a great company to work for, but you know, they, they were brand new um, with everything that they were doing, building distribution centers and stuff. So it yeah. was, it was a learning curve for them and, it was definitely a learning curve for me. They're, they're really big on leadership and which is great. You know, I think that companies realistically should focus more on leadership and training leadership principles um, than, than just trying to, um, you know, so, just say. I heard your email ding, check out, check out those pictures. That's the, that's, that's a severe, severe, severe case of copper plating. It hasn't come through yet. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's sent. It's sent. So you should. I mean, there's like there's like six or eight pictures, or but whatever. But and you'll see if you zoom in. You know, basically you'll see where the, uh, you know, the the one side of the cylinder wall is right up against the damn, uh, you know, cylinder, and then the other side there's like, you know, like I said, I didn't take a feeler gauge to it, but I knew yeah. the gap didn't look yeah, good. You, <laughs> you know what it. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there shouldn't be much gap on a cylinder wall. Or it should be at least should at least should be even. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. it was funny because we I, I pulled I pulled the screen on the oil and like there was bits of piston like you know you could tell it was a piston because it was it was round. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was a round, real thin piece of metal like up the side. It was like yeah, yeah that, that that don't belong in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, recips can. I mean, recips are good compressors. Like even in in the industrial. Um, world they're they're you're not they're going away but like if you just need something that's going to pull a nice deep like if you've if you're running in a vacuum or just a workhorse i mean they're you know they i feel like they take the most damn or not most damage but the most abuse um you know especially over Uh, a scrolls and screws man like you know i mean so in industrial refrigeration you know most most recepts right yeah. Uh, require. No, I'm saying that they will like handle the most abuse. You think screws will handle the most abuse? Yeah, like as far as what? liquid. Oh yeah, yeah. Because, because the amount of heat generated from liquid, like you can. So any kind of Copeland, Man, Europe, Danfoss, York doesn't matter. Oh, okay, all right. I you know, cannot require, require about 20 degrees of superheat on a mm-hmm. screw. 
you know, they want you to have like at least, you know, as low as 15 because, you know, yeah. it basically helps cool the, cool the male and female rotor down because, you know, that, that, you know, because you're using all that oil, you know, to complete the compression, there's just yep. a lot of heat generated. Right. Yep. Um, so, you know, that's why I say, you know, that they don't mind a little bit lower of a superheat, but if you get, you know, down to 15 playing with 10, I mean, you're potentially going to have oil failures on that compressor where on screws you can go lower you than can. the the problem is whenever they hit like if you get direct liquid into the rotor there's no there's no expansion like i, I like it ha i mean i, I like i've I, at least it, what i'm t talking about is just from some of the stuff that i've seen in the industry but it it look like i mean i've had recepts especially because they have the safety heads and the springs on top that will lift if the pressure gets too great so you don't you may end up with some busted up plates but for the most part you won't bust a, a a crank or a piston or anything like that on on a screw compressor um all right well let me put, put it this way i've never seen i've heard them take liquid and when they take liquid i don't want to be anywhere fucking near it man it is like a the worst like a train just driving right next to you mm -hmm. um and and i've seen some of the damage because there is no relief, right? And when they go through the center, it looks like somebody took an angle grinder and just split the rotors. Like it, like it literally just pushed the metal. I mean, it, I, I'll have to try to find the picture of it. I'll send it to you. Mm -hmm. it, it's some, it's some crazy shit. So, and I've never, you know, because it's 100% compression too. So there's no, like once you flood one out, like it's, it, you're, it's just feeding straight through the rotor. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. Oh. I, I'm not a fan of screw compressors taking liquid. I've only been around a couple of them. I, I've been around recepts that have took liquid and and didn't have any issues. You know, but that's you know, the thing. Like with industrial, there's so many safeties, right? I mean, you yeah. have you have an accumulator the size of a freaking you know a size, yeah. you know, size of a, a, a small sprinter. You know what I mean? Or yeah. a big sprinter. Yeah. You know, you have you know your you, not only do you have your high low liquid your high liquid level alarm on your on your Hanson rod, you know what I mean? On the accumulator, but then you also typically have, um, you know, you have your mechanical, you know, high, you know, high liquid level safety. And then you yeah. also got, what else you got? You got, Oh um, dude, there's a ton of stuff. High pressure cutouts. There's, yeah. Dude, you got your there's you got cutouts your, for the ammonia for or the uh, ammonia detection that cuts out the system. Well, I'm, I'm mean, just talking, I'm just talking about liquid protection. You know what I mean? Like, Oh even, yeah. Yeah. Your, yeah. Your, your drop leg, your drop leg 90% of the time is going through your, uh, you know, suction line accumulator just to, you know, a, to ensure that you're getting, you know, some free sub cooling coming out of there. But I mean, on top of it, just to, you know, help boil that shit off. So you, you're not, you know, hearing a freight train with walnuts in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a company one time I went in. So this company got kicked off the facility and they hired us to come in and do the startup on it. So I came in and there was some, I ended up having to pump out a compressor compressor or something. And so they had this little Micom pump out compressor. So I turned this thing on. Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. We were putting in the pump out compressor. So we had the pump out, line they had it ran to one of the boosters but they had it ran to the dry suction so i went out to i, I was pumping something out and i i opened up the valve and the pump out line came 
or the pump out line went straight to the dry suction of the compressor is what it was. So I dumped straight liquid on top of that compressor. And that, and dude, when I tell you, I just like shit, like I did not know what was going on. That's the first time I had ever heard one take that amount of liquid. Um, and man, it just freaked me the hell out. I closed it off and, uh, and, and, and then called him up and I was like, Hey dude, we, we need somebody to come over here and just walk this whole damn system and make sure that they didn't, you know, everything is, you know, plumbed where it's supposed to go. And, you know, we're not, we're not about to destroy something because people do shit like that. They make mistakes all the time, you know, especially if they're using, uh, like subcontractors and shit like that, that you're not, you know, it's not your company going out there and doing it. Mm-hmm. It's so it can be difficult. I'm, I'm laughing. So like, so if anyone does end up listening to me, so uh, I, man, I'm, I'm on TikTok and all kinds of other stuff. But the only reason why I'm on TikTok, not because I'm an 18 year old girl, like wants short tits, but like, um, I like making funny videos. Uh, yeah. And I'm a big, big movie buff. So while you're saying that, so I made a, I made a meme a while ago where basically it was uh, the the title at the top says when the when the new when the apprentice knows he uh, uh, knows that he messed up big time and it's. Uh, <laughs> It's 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 part of the movie The Hangover, the first one, where Bradley Cooper's talking to his to his wife or whatever. Is like, because you only hear his voice talking. It's like, yeah, we fucked up. Yeah, I don't know. It just got out of control. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's probably one of my favorite movies. But yeah, man. Um, no, but like I said, we, you know, we, we just, we, we started this thing just because we were, you know, there was just so much bad information out there and, yeah. and, and unfortunately, I mean, you know, uh, and you probably know this, I mean, how many industrial, uh, podcasts are out there? Like industrial. Oh, there's one more. Is there? There's one. Yeah, there is Jeremy Williams. Didn't, didn't you say, you know, Jeremy? Yeah. I, I, you know, I, yeah, I just didn't, I, well, I haven't, I don't know him personally, but I, I mean, yeah. I, I talked to him via text, you know, just yeah. to. You know, just to you know, ask him some questions and stuff. But like, um, I, I didn't know he had. Is this new with his arts thing or what? Yeah, it's something under his arts thing. So he's oh, not. Okay. I mean, there. I, I don't. You know, this world's big enough. I'm not. I'm not really stressing Jeremy or anything like that. Like, I mean, I'm more power. This world's trying to make a nut, man. Uh, yeah, most certainly. We're all. That's where we're all at. <laughs> <laughs> Well, dude, I, man, I really appreciate you coming on, Brett. I know you're a busy dude. You got a ton of shit going on. So I've really enjoyed this conversation. I hope we can do this again. Absolutely, brother. All right, dude. Take care. All right, man. All right. See you. Later. All right. Um, so that was an awesome conversation. Um, as you can tell, Brett is a really intelligent dude. Um, I'm sure I'll have him on again. I, you know, one of the things we've got to do as service techs, it's, it doesn't typically happen, but sometimes we've got to go out and work on Freon. Uh, Brett is an expert on um, halocarbon systems or, you know, just your regular, what we would call Freon, R22, 409, 507, whatever refrigerant that you're actually working with. Um, this dude knows it. He knows a ton of stuff, um, it, you know, and if you get a chance, go listen to his podcast. I, you know, I'm not really, I don't really care about sending somebody to a different uh, podcast. It's good information and it's what we need. 
Um, if I could suggest anything, listen to the one with uh, Trevor Matthews, who did a podcast with me a couple of times to- or a couple of podcasts ago. I can't remember, or maybe last podcast, or um, and check out the ones on VFDs. There's several. There's a couple on VFDs. There's part one and part two, and I can't remember. I think the guy's name's Matthew. That uh, that the guest's name is Matthew. Who they're talking to. And you, if you've got VFDs um, at your facility, you seriously need to tune in to, to those podcasts because that guy goes over pretty much everything. Um, I don't know about you, but I've you know troubleshot quite a few VFDs in the past, and they can just be a major, major pain in the ass. Um, if you've ever had to work on one, you know what I'm talking about. All right, guys. Well, I am going to go ahead and cut this short. Or, well, it's not really short. This is an hour and 15 minutes, but I'm going to get out of here. Um, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure that y'all are staying safe. Uh, if you want to be on the podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at josh at insidethepipe.com. That is josh at n-s-i-d-e-t-h-e-p-i-p dot com. All right, fellas, have a good evening or morning or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs>